1: Alright, hello everyone! Welcome back uh, to Nat 20 Review, uh, and this is the second part in a two-part review of Malgass vs. Physigoth uh, by, oh goodness, I just completely blanked on the name, uh, by Lucian Khan at Theargony on Twitter, uh, who has made a wonderful game that is being kickstarted in fall of 2019, and I think you all should check it out. He writes cool stuff, and it looks really neat. We enjoyed playing it, Um, but we're gonna kind of go over um, the experience of prepping for the game, running the game, playing it, uh, telling that story together, and what we liked, didn't like, kind of the mechanics of things. So, just to kind of get started, um, let's go around and introduce ourselves again uh your name your character name pronouns all that good stuff hi i am mara uh she her and i was the gm for this game so i played the mall and everyone in it uh let's start with eloise okay i'm eloise she her pronouns and i played freya wonderful witchy person all right and craig
2: I'm Craig, uh, he, him, uh, and I played Harman Halffoot, the uh, Visigoth runecrafter.
1: Yes. All right. And to kind of go over how the game went, basically the module that we played through, um, and uh, there's kind of, uh, there were two of them, I think, in the first version of the game that I got, uh, was uh, Goat to Hell, which is... um, one of two in the game uh and goat to tell the premise is a uh goat a, some a mysterious goat statue has gone missing from uh one of the stores in the mall uh the employees ask you to find it for them um and it has been stolen by one of the other employees so one of the other npcs and uh the pcs uh are one of the players have to find and recover that uh Object and get it back to the owners, Uh, and there is a side quest in there of uh, because this is a uh, romance kind of uh, RPG. Is uh, there is a dance going on at the uh, what was it called? Darkade. The darkade uh, later that same night. So, besides trying to, you know, solve a mystery and stuff, you could also try and get a date. Um, and what happened was, um, so the way the game goes is there's kind of like six sections of the day that you go through and in each one of those you get to have kind of like a scene that could be together or apart uh, to try and figure out whatever the mystery is. Uh, and what happened in ours, um, was uh, the uh, first scene they spent uh, kind of just interviewing uh, the people at. It was, let's see, the... Which one were they at? Let me find my map real quick, because that is useful.
2: Hail Satin.
1: Hail Satin, the evil Bed Bath & Beyond store, basically, uh, which was lovely, uh, where they uh, quickly figured out that either... um, either, uh, Cesar or Judith, uh, were probably involved somehow with the disappearance of the statue because, uh, there was a smoke machine that kind of went wrong at the, uh, Uh, employee-only party that happened the night before, and they were seen kind of eyeing the statue a little bit more than everyone else. Uh, So in the next scene, they split up uh, to go uh, talk, and I believe Eloise's character uh, went to uh, the cheese store. Uh, What was it? It was uh, Feta something. It was... Let's see. Mall
2: Feta worse than death? Feta
1: worse than... Yes. Uh, Yes. A Feta Worse Than Death, uh, where, um, she pretty quickly realized that, oh, yeah, there, there was, uh, something, yeah, there's, there's, there's some things going on. Was it in that scene, I believe? No, the first scene I stayed scene. in Hillsat
3: and tried right. to, um, yes. hemlock the, the cute gulf, and then... Oh, yes,
1: yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you, and you, uh, kind of fangirled out with, uh, with, um, what's her name? Um... Nocturne. 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 Yes, Nocturne about uh, cute boys. It was very fun. Uh, there was some gossiping. It was great. Um, so that that's the first one that happened, and I believe uh, Craig's character went uh, to play Gaul to uh, talk to Cesar at that point. Yeah, um, yeah. Which uh, you, yeah, uh, kind of talked to him a little bit Didn't find any information about that, so, uh, met back up, decided, hey, I think we gotta follow that lead, that seems a little bit more promising, uh, with Judith, um, because that's the gossip that Nocturne and Hemlock told you, uh, so that's the point, uh, where you went to a fate worse than death, uh, where you quickly cornered Judith and, uh realized that she was lying to you about hmm, something's up with that smoke machine. It's in the back. Let's go check that out. Um, someone turned invisible. There was a little bit of a chase scene. Judith, uh, sort of freaked out. Uh, and what ended up happening was uh our wonderful witch in the back room all by herself uh levitated not by herself oh not by herself mm, yes uh levitated up to the shelf where the goat statue rested uh glowing slightly as a lot of visigoth things do touched it and promptly turned into a goat
2: yeah, I, I, I did not see that coming.
1: Yes. Nope,
3: I did not either. Was, I was like, hell yeah, C two, done, we're good, let's oh, go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yes.
2: I had the exact same thought. I was like, well, we clearly sequence broke here. speed run this thing. <laughs> All right, we're Wonderful. done. Oh, no. Oh, yes. going horribly this wrong. happened.
1: Which then resulted in a cascading reaction of... Uh, Of Craig's character trying to take the goat and and turning into a goat himself. So there's some goat swapping happening uh, and basically the two of them going to seek out uh, Blade of the Hun who is the um, Character. Oh, we've lost Craig. Oh, no. I'm gonna keep going. Yeah Let's see Let us see if he shows up. Hello everyone. Just gonna sit here and and dance to invisible elevator music for a couple minutes. Let's see let's see his internet may have just cut out or something. I don't see a message from him. We will wait a second. There we go. I'm back. yay, all right uh we didn't go any farther than that. Um, Sorry about that. so like I was saying, uh goat stuff happened. As is what to do in a game named after goats, as is always appropriate. Uh, and they ended up going to see Blade of the Hun, um, who is the only character in the mall who doesn't speak either Visigothic or or uh, Hun or, or uh, English or you know any other uh, standard Earth language or standard. <laughs> modern, modern language, language. basically um he speaks Hanuk which no one else does. Uh, and so there followed a series of um, interpretive uh, interpretive communication methods uh, which resulted in them getting and uh, ending up with them uh, figuring out the the goat situation so both of them turned back into into human humans, uh, that goat was deposited safely inside of a hat, uh, and the pair, uh, decided to get milkshakes, the only flavor of milkshake that can be got, or actually one milkshake, a single milkshake, which was shared between the two of them, with a little bit of an awkward moment, and they looked outside and were going to try and leave the... Lemon Theodosius, and get back down to Hail Satin to return the goat statue, but they realized that they couldn't continue because there were hurt feelings. Craig's character was unsure about the situation. Eloise's character was, was crushing hard and didn't know how to express it, and so we had to have a brief interlude uh, in uh, the Hyper Girl Roller Rink where feelings were discussed, and they decided to go to the dance together, and they emerged victorious from the low lights and rolling roller skate sounds of the rink to walk triumphantly across the mall and were confronted outside Hail Satin by the group responsible for the statue's disappearance in the first place. Uh, that being uh, Lakshmi uh who had recruited Judith uh to steal the statue on her behalf in an attempt to impress Caesar, who was her ex, to get him to go with her to the Dark Cave dance. And let's see, how did that end? I used my special witchy powers. Special witchy powers to get Cesar to confess his true feelings. Mm. And we ended the final scene with the lights of the darkade. And and the sweet, sweet songs of... What was your Stevie Nicks? Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Yeah, we spent the two hundred dollars that we got yeah. to bribe the DJ to right. play nothing but Stevie Nicks yes. all night.
1: Uh huh. Yep. And it worked. <laughs> and that's-leather basically... and lace was so the perfect choice. I guess. <laughs> yep, yep. And so that's kind of how the game went. That's that's the basic synopsis of things. It took I think we we played for what was it, two, two and a half hours? It was pretty short. I liked it. Um, That's kind of the game. Uh, As far as prep stuff, uh, from my end of things, it was uh, a bunch of reading, basically. But I was kind of playing off of what you all were doing. Do you have thoughts on how the prep stuff went? I know I threw the new character sheets at you. uh, Like a couple hours before the game happened do you feel like um how was making a character in the system uh how was like figuring out how it how the system worked how um was kind of that experience for you two would
3: you like Uh, to go first yeah sure it was like really easy you don't have to choose much just like a name pronouns and um like one skill that you that you're good at and then all you have to do after that is just pick a trait for someone else and so yeah it's pretty funny i don't think the new character sheets like threw me off or anything mm-hmm. um if anything it was the format was easier so mm-hmm. yeah it was yeah. fine
2: yeah i i i also really like I, I i liked it and it's gonna dovetail a little bit with my thoughts on the system as a whole. So if you don't mind me getting a little bit ahead of myself, Uh Um, I I liked the game a lot. And I think the way that you make characters is emblematic of the game as a whole, where it's a kind of a fun thing to pull figuratively pull off the shelf for an evening, hanging out with people. You know, you have people coming over, it's tougher to say oh hey do you want want to play three hours of d and and then mm-hmm. potentially never play again um, as opposed to this uh, it's like the experience of it is a little bit similar to you know maybe a more involved board game or something like that mm-hmm. where making a character was really quick it was very easy you kind of come up with it uh, with with a concept and I also thought the character sheets did a great job of being pre-built enough to get you on the path and get you playing quickly, but having enough flexibility to let you still make that character your own. You know, I really Mm -hmm. feel like, um, even within the group, um, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think the rules may actually say, you know, everybody should pick one so you don't have any overlap, but I, I do feel like even within a group, you could have two witches or you could have two runecrafters and have them be different enough that it would still be interesting. So yep. I, I, I like the system a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Speaking of character creation, could we just get like a little sound bite of what Harmon sounded like? <laughs> Just a little <laughs> refresh.
2: <laughs> Look, my favorite thing about the character creation, that you have to take the skills and decide which will are best at. <laughs> the Harman is actually best at stunning, which he didn't use at all. I know. <laughs> I was ready to <laughs> stun Judith, but... Uh, we didn't even need to.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah, goats. Goat. Yeah, yeah, she's just sort of collapsed. It was good. It was wonderful. Um, yeah, so uh, there's uh, the game itself gives you, I believe, there are six uh, character templates. Uh, three, four, uh, and the game divides uh, the two kind of character types into Magos, uh, which is what Eloise's character was, the witch, uh, and Visigos, which is what Kerrick's character was, a rune caster. Um, and so, uh, and it... It does, I believe, I don't think it says specifically like you want to have one of each type, but it does want you to have even numbers as far as Malgoth versus Physicoth, as in the title of the game. Um, We we played, uh, and I chose this intentionally just because I knew I was going to have a smaller group and I didn't want to have that PvP part as much just because I find it more fun to play collaboratively and to run stuff collaboratively. Um, but, uh, the game itself, uh, the first, uh, in, the first, uh, module that you're supposed to kind of run starting a campaign with this, uh, is, uh, basically a whodunit, another whodunit on trying to find, uh, this boy named Raven who has been kidnapped by the Visigoth side, uh, and the Molgoth has to find him, um, or acquiesce to the Visigoths' demands because they're demanding, you know, property and, uh, you know, rights in this mall, uh, kind of the setup of of the system. Uh, So we went the other direction for that. Um, And then the... So there are six uh, character types, and within each of those, you kind of uh, have, like I said, three, those three... Uh, skills. How did you all feel about the skills? They're kind of, especially coming from a D&D side of things, it's very minimal. Right? Yeah.
3: Uh, there's one skill I never used, which was distract with beauty, mm-hmm. um, which like could have come up, but we just solved problems differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't find it very limiting, just because, one, there's not really combat like, um, hurting each other. So, like, you don't need to, like, worry about, like, weapons or, like, damage or stuff. So, like, that was, that worked well. And then I found that you could solve problems creatively enough. You, you didn't need more skills, really, than you had. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it would have been different with, like, a larger group because then there would be more skills that, that were available, but I didn't really find that it was, like, an issue.
2: hmm I thought... I thought it was really fun for this adventure specifically because it played out in a very thematically appropriate very sort of teen goth mall Mm -hmm. way like a heist Mm -hmm. and so it was it was very fun to sort of have each of us fall into specific roles and i think with with a larger group you can see that happening a little bit uh even in, in even a more regimented fashion where you say okay one person is the face and one person's going to be sneaking around and so on mm-hmm. um and that was actually something i was a little candidly i was a little worried about mm-hmm. was, was playing with uh fewer people than than the rules suggest mm-hmm. for, yeah it said yeah.
3: four to six and we're only two yeah. so i don't know how mm-hmm. that's we're play definitely either. a smaller group yeah
2: um uh, but i thought it i thought it went well um and Mara, I think a lot of that is on your shoulders. I think you, um, it was it was a very good suggestion to say, okay, there's only two of you. You're going to be on the same side, and then you really focused it in. So, um, yeah, like I said, I had that that concern, but even though uh, the rules themselves suggest more people, they still managed to be flexible enough to be a lot of fun mm-hmm. with. Even with only two, yeah, and I think the more people you you add in, obviously the longer the game is going to take and the more frenetic the game will become. But I think that would be even better. So mm-hmm. I I would love to play it again, yeah, um, either at this number of players or with more players.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's it's like a really fun light game. Um, there's not like I said, there's not combat. It's not like. Death or like yeah. injuries, you'll get hurt feelings. Yeah. Which
1: there, is just there's fun. yeah, there is it's a so hurt right. tracker. Um, the yes. hurt tracker, <laughs> yeah. So, um, the hurt tracker in this game is basically uh hurt feelings. So if you get to hurt feelings, then you are considered, um, basically too emotionally compromised to function. Uh, so you have to deal with that by, uh, talking with, talking through things with an NPC or with another player. I push you two to talk it through as PCs, because that's how the the feelings resolved what people were feeling, uh, or what characters were feeling. Um, but that, what, So you have to basically forego one of your next scenes, um, to be able to do that. Uh, otherwise you're kind of relegated to the background. You can't do anything that, uh, would make you roll or if you had to roll for something, you would automatically fail. Um so that was that was kind of interesting um i wanted to talk a little bit too about the mechanics itself so this is a very this is a very narrative game um especially compared to D D. uh it's more like on the veins of monster hearts uh, and that type of thing uh so it's a lot of talking through to through things uh the gm section of the rules itself like tells you hey you don't need to make them roll for things. Like, if it's something that they're gonna, that they, there's nothing opposing them, like, um, they give two opposing things, it'd either be another player, it'd be an NPC, or the mall as, like, an entity. Um, and all of the rolls are just 2d6, plus, you know, two or three, uh, for, uh, your skills, basically. Right? And I'm so... A little bit of background on, like, my experience playing uh, RPGs is I started my first game that I ever played was a 2D6 system, so, like, this is my home turf. I felt very... It's like, okay, I know how this works. This is pretty simple. Um coming from I know Eloise, uh, you've done D D. Have you ever played uh some other systems? Uh, because I know yeah. So this is your first not D D D &D game. How did you how did you find that experience going from
3: Oh, I really enjoyed it. It made the sort of like combat scenes like really fast. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have to look up all the numbers you have to add or whatever. It's just Oh, I have rolled like a nine plus two, so that's it. And then, so it made everything go by really quickly. Not like in a bad way; just like everything was very efficient. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Craig,
1: thoughts?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I come from. I started playing in the in the eighties, so back when AD and D was the mm. was the main thing. Um, and then, growing up, I I uh, played. I guess when I, was, when I was younger, I played a lot of systems where you roll a lot of dice, mm-hmm. you know, you know yeah. Warhammer tabletop where you can be rolling 30 d6 at a time mm-hmm. and they go everywhere. And, <laughs> or the old, the old Deadland system where, again, you're picking up potentially just a massive handful of dice and rolling it. And mm-hmm. as, as new systems have become maybe a little bit more minimal, I've really come to like that. Um, mm-hmm. e- e- Mara, you said your first system was a was a d six yep. system. Was it, was it powered by the Apocalypse games? Nope,
1: it was a homebrew. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I think it was based on, it was very loosely based on the Marvel Saga system, but I have also seen the Marvel Saga system rule, official rules since then, and it looks totally different. So it was a wonderful hybrid. David, I always have to give a shout out to my first GM. He was awesome.
2: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I thought it worked well. And again, coming back to that whole concept of this being just a great pick up and play system. Mm -hmm. You, you know, you can, even if you are not a gaming household,
3: mm-hmm.
2: everybody can dredge up 2D6. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
3: exactly. You know,
2: you can raid the Monopoly box or whatever and, mm-hmm. and find 2D6. But even um, if you if you are familiar with games that use a bunch of different dice, there's a simplicity to it that I think is really elegant. And also, jumping into a new system... And playing something on a short scale yep. it's it's great to just be okay I'm always gonna roll the same number of dice mm-hmm. and I just need to look at my sheet and if my sheet has these words on it I'm gonna add those things to it and otherwise yep. I'm just rolling the dice yeah so mm-hmm. yep. I, I, I liked that a lot I liked mm-hmm. how it worked I liked how the um, the resolution did I also enjoyed this in that I think and please correct me if I'm wrong but I think everything that we rolled um, If we'd been in a more PvP environment, we would have been rolling against each other. But as it was, we weren't rolling against set difficulties like you do in a Mm -mm. Powered by the Apocalypse game. We were always rolling against you. Mm -hmm. You were playing the mall Mm -hmm. itself or the other uh, the other goths in the mall, Mm -hmm. and I liked that too because there's 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 not that sense of oh no I didn't get a six. There's still that tension of I got a four, but potentially
1: maybe yeah, yep.
2: um, Mm -hmm. And the flip side of that is I did eleven, but she still could have beat me, so... Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And
3: there's and still, also, like, um, I found the game at sort of, like, low stakes, but in, like, a very good way. So you're never, like, oh my god, I rolled so bad, like, this is gonna end so badly. Like, there's never, like, in D&D, if you roll, like, a nat one, like, it's never gonna be this horrible scenario where your whole party dies. So, like, yeah. mm-hmm. that felt really good, to just be like, oh, I didn't win this one, but that's okay. Like, it it just like helps sort of the lightness I think that, mm-hmm. that the stakes weren't so dire
1: yeah and talking about it as like a really good, um, pick up and run kind of game. Uh, I liked, um, at the beginning or somewhere in the rules, there's, there's a little section on, hey, if you're coming to this from D&D, here's how this game is different, which I really appreciated. They also yeah. did that, I think, comparison with, uh, Monster Hearts 2, um, which I have also, I, I've, haven't run before but I've been a player in uh, really enjoyed it Um, but it is like a different kind of system it's a little bit more looser than that one even Um, and then if you're very new to role playing games um, and I'd be really interested to like give this game to someone who hadn't run something before who was very new to RPGs and see how the how um they experience the rules a little bit different than me cuz i've i've done it a little bit so i kind of know some of the tricks and tips um it'd be interesting to see uh It gives uh, kind of some suggestions. There's some really nice suggestions in the uh, rules for GMs on uh, what to do, like, if things start getting stuck in something, like add a complication in there, and it gives some examples and things, and it gives examples of hints to give to your players if they're not sure what to do, like if you're playing with a group who is not as familiar with RPGs to get them kind of, like, going and comfortable with, you know, playing in that space. Um, so I'd be really interested to see, like, uh, from other reviewers, uh, and other people who've played this if they, uh, what they experience with that part. Um, yeah. Let's see. I wanted to do, uh, oh, uh, so the all right let's get into then kind of our experience with the game not from the from the mechanic side but from the narrative side of things like um coming up with a character coming up with a character that felt interesting and fun to play with um and I'm gonna start with, uh, my favorite thing about this game uh, was the six-act structure that's kind of built into it. So this uh, game is very nicely, and I find this often the case with, nar- with more narrative-focused games. They're very structured on the setting, or this game is very structured on the setting of things compared to Monster Hearts. So Monster Hearts, you're kind of making it all up uh, with you and your group. This game is very structured, in contrast. You are in a mall, there is a structure for a mall, there is a reason why these people are in this mall, uh, you get a list of NPCs, you get a list of uh, of uh, shops in the mall, you get a nice little map, which I find really handy. Um, and you also get a six-act structure, so the day is broken down into uh, morning and afternoon, morning afternoon uh, night uh, and within those there's kind of like late and early and so you're encouraged to kind of have it all the action take place within one day in the mall, which I find really nice and I liked that six act structure for keeping things. I liked how this um, game kept things at a good pace. Like. I felt like we were moving. Uh, it may not have been realistic, and it was kind of a fast game, but I liked the tension of that um, we've got to keep moving to be able to solve this before the day ends and before this fancy dance happens and, oh, my goodness, do I have someone to go with me kind of thing. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, and, that, and that ties in well with what with, with Eloise was saying earlier about the stakes being low. Mm-hmm. But it despite the fact that the stakes are low the tension somehow was still i don't want to say high because c- but it was mm-hmm. still it, it was at an appropriate degree to keep yeah. things interesting it, it's one of my favorite comedy tropes when the stakes are really really low mm-hmm. but the, all the characters all them. the drama <laughs> is so high exactly yes. mm-hmm. and and and, and this i feel like the system adapts itself to that really well which was really funny because when we when we oh no we're goats now and then there was that time and I think pretty much our last time our second to last time slot we were trying to decide should we just try to run should we take Mm -hmm. a time slot and recover some hurt feelings or what should we do and it was yeah um and yeah when you think about it it's you know, it's a reward, and it's getting to the dance on time. But mm-hmm. it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And like the the premise is like just so like wacky. Like you can't <laughs> stop but have my, like, I Goss just like take over LA in this mall, and like people are just like cool with it. Like yeah, there's just <laughs> like some weird Vikings in this mall. It's cool. Like it's just like so like fun you can't help but like interact with NPCs and, and mm-hmm. the mall in like yeah. a really fun way
1: and that all by the way is is from the setting itself that's from the rules there's there's a wonderful wonderful list of wonderfully pun store names and things which was so much fun to read through and the uh descriptions of everything themselves one is very diverse and inclusive there's a lot of um explicit uh Uh, diversity in all of the NPCs and everything um, which I really, really appreciated and it's just really fun it's got a very light the the, uh, the document sets a tone and a tone of, of, of the game that's really fun and really easy to pass on then to your players. Um, and you get this really nice list of NPCs and things that I'm definitely going to look at like as a d and and as a um, running other uh, games GM to see like what I can lift from there in making more memorable and impactful NPCs. One of the things I was most worried about as, as the Game Master. Was playing so many NPCs because I uh, am much more comfortable as a GM running combat and running um, kind of exploratory skill challenge things. NPCs are my weak point. Like I, I, my players joked at one point that that all of the NPCs they were meeting were were uh, crotchety uh, old grandmas. And yes, that is my default. And I have to make like an NPC up on the fly. Like they're gonna be, they're gonna be kind of grumpy and like give out grudging information, or they will be uh, squirrel bandits because that is what you do when your players decide to bribe all the local wildlife and talk to them all. So I really appreciated that there was this list. It was a little hard to read through and keep all straight. There are a couple of, uh, cheat sheets in there, which were really, really appreciated. I enjoyed those a lot. Um... And... Yeah, I like, I like the cheat sheets, and it was... the entire game is, is very much felt... The, the way the rules were presented, and the way we were playing, was very much felt, um, like, a game that you play. Yeah, um just kind of picking off off the shelf and reading through real quick and getting going, which was kind of, that was pretty nice.
3: And like, even within one scenario, there's sort of like a lot of replayability, just because the characters are so vague that you mm-hmm. can always just like yep. make a new character, like whatever, like, yeah, they're a witch, but like they're this kind of witch, or this kind of witch, mm-hmm. or just like whatever. So like, there's always, I feel like there's a lot of ways that you could have fun with this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And there's the same thing with the NPCs and the setting itself as well. So um, uh, behind the curtain stuff uh, for the goat to hell uh, scenario, uh, the GM uh, rolls for uh, I believe three things: uh, where uh, or uh, where uh, the goat statue was stolen from. Uh, so that ended up being uh, uh, what was it? Hill uh, satin uh where uh who took it um so you roll for an npc name at that point um so uh um and then uh why they took it which was uh an x it, was, it had to do with an X. So that kind of basically gives you your plot then to kind of play off of. And you can kind of build uh, and uh, make some additional connections. There's uh, in the settings documents for the uh, GM, there's some optional kind of NPC linkages that you can kind of play off of. Um, and then basically I fleshed out a little bit, and then I kind of just went with where you you all were going, because um, you know I I don't want to put all of the NPC connections in stores that you aren't visiting, um, because there are literally like 16 stores in this mall, and you went to four of them. So,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. So I like locked me was like the big bad, and we never get better before. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah. The the one thing that we didn't really get to play with. Um, was the the embarrassing traits yeah. system, mm-hmm. uh, which I'd like to maybe if we play again try like more of like mm-hmm. pick an embarrassing trait for the other players and I believe in the mechanics like to help someone you can expose your own like embarrassing yes. trait mm-hmm. um, and then they can get like advantage or something on yeah. like, the roll plus um, three yeah it Craig
1: works. I think uh, actually ended up doing that um, when uh, I don't remember if. I may not have uh, done that specifically in the rules because I don't think I had you roll for it because you were already invisible. But when uh, you uh, you were going back to get the goat, I think you were invisible. I think that was when something happened. I can't remember.
2: Yeah, sure. yeah I gave I gave um, I gave an invisibility rune to um, to Freya. Uh, to Freya. Freya. Yeah, that was right.
3: But that wasn't, like, part of his embarrassing no. trait.
1: I can't remember. I think he was trying to oh, pull I, off.
2: I, I, was, I, I was trying to distract Juke yep. uh, and, mm-hmm. and I, I failed at that.
1: Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, because it, it didn't work. I was, I was kind of disappointed. But, yeah, that, that's, that was an interesting one.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It only really came up for me, but it didn't really affect the game so much. It was, like, when my parents called into the mall. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't, like, between players so much but Mm
1: -hmm. yeah so that's uh, definitely yeah that was definitely something that we didn't end up exploring as much as yeah
2: yeah i probably to do it i probably could have just fired that off Mm -hmm. and started asking judith if she'd heard the good news or something Mm -hmm. when when uh, freya was trying to get into the back room Mm
1: -hmm. yep yeah and i think that's probably just because i i think i ended up having you all roll more just uh straight checks against NPCs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was less um I think with larger number of groups you'd probably have a little bit more of that because you'll have one person kind of making a role for a team kind of thing. And yeah. then to get the other players involved you want to kind of push those embarrassing traits to help, you know, boost your other your teammate kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing, um, that I wish we could have gotten in, I was, I was trying to, um, kind of think of how to do that, was, uh every pc has a a special ability that you it's basically like your alt uh because i have now played overwatch once and therefore know some terms um your one special ability that you can use uh once per game um so eloise ended up using it with um for the witch at the very finale uh to get cesar which is not how i was planning on using it but it just ended up
3: because mm-hmm. yep. I had planned on at the very end asking Harman how he feels about Freya. Yes. But we ended up sort of uh, doing that anyways mm-hmm. and then it just sort of worked out that way. But mm-hmm. What yeah. was Harman's fault?
2: Uh, it, it was actually, um, you can carve some graffiti, some runic graffiti on the outside of a store and then you can steal anything from inside it.
1: Yeah. So
2: I was actually planning to do that if we weren't able to get the goat out, mm-hmm. but we were able to do it faster than I thought. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, yeah, because yeah, because the invisibility and and uh, Harbint basically making yeah. Doing oh, and the haunted cheese, the haunted cheese. Yeah. Yes, the hot. Ha- oh, yes, the haunted cheese.
2: Oh, i Forgot about the haunted cheese. That was great. <laughs> that was just sort of just very very brutally mocking Judith. <laughs> she
1: deserved it. She's a thief. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, poor Judith. The Victorian goth.
2: And we should we should we should share uh the um Eloise's suggested name for the cheese store or a d- new cheese store. Which oh, No, I love. that was
3: from a different, game. From a different oh, okay. game. But yes. But it was uh what a friend we have in cheeses. <laughs> which is great. Harmon would have approved.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he would have.
3: It was from a different game. The Hill Folks game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. What else do we have to talk about? Um, I think the last thing I kind of want to talk about um because more narrative game and kind of like a romance type of game and I know you two have not played together before. Uh you've both played with me in separate games. Um but how did you feel about that and kind of the um romance uh sort of Touching on more delicate topics uh, from this game, like uh, support from the mechanics, support from the uh, kind of rule system and the text in in the document, I guess. It's a weird question.
3: Yeah, for me, it's just the second you started using that accent like oh we're gonna have fun (laughs) like this is gonna be fun (laughs) so the voice yeah yeah the the voice (laughs) just did it for me i think you could tell i guess if you watch it like he starts talking i just like fucking lose it
1: (laughs) we both yeah all of us did i think it was beautiful so Uh, that was
3: that was about it
2: i i i like the um the guidelines that it sets and obviously any play group that's more or less comfortable with, with it can can make their own rules but I like the guidelines of the sort of the fade to black thing and mm-hmm. I mean it's it has that sort of you know 90s era teen comedy which mm-hmm. is when the game is set That I felt like it, 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 it worked well and I think the fact that we as people who haven't played together and don't actually hadn't even known each other before mm-hmm. we played we're still able to do what i mean from the inside at least felt like a really fun cute kind of romance side yeah. plot mm-hmm. um I, I i think that that has a lot to lot to say obviously for you as a as a player uh and also for the system in that it sort of encourages that a little bit uh yeah. but but not in not overly pushing it mm-hmm. just you know some of the suggestions like i think you had picked um your sort of your your connection, there are the built-in connections that we didn't talk about mm-hmm. when you're doing yeah. character sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to pick connections with some of the other characters. And oh, yeah, yeah. we just sort of picked, um, like I, I helped you get a Stevie Nicks album off of a high shelf and you had picked that you had had a crush on my character and that happened just That's organically kind of, yeah. by picking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it grew out of that. So I, I thought it was well done. Mm-hmm. Um, it provides the option for it. Uh, mm-hmm in the system and then Mm -hmm. like i said also just the fact that um you jumped in with it and 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 ran with it, i thought was really really fun so Mm -hmm. congratulations to you as well
3: yeah Mm -hmm. but also like the the setting it's so like light and 90s and teen like it doesn't feel like it's this big epic love story where you have to like open your heart to someone and it's not like this weird like i don't know it just felt like light and fun yeah it was just like it was also in my D&D campaign, my character is with someone, another PC. So that kind of helps. <laughs> the weirdness exactly. I got over pretty mm-hmm. quick.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as kind of the GM and as an ace person, I guess I really appreciated that, like, um, the... The rules specifically have like an ace NPC that was wonderful. Um, and I like that it is less, the the romance dating sim aspect of things is um, kind of kept on that lighter hearted tone uh, and less of a central thing than in a game like Monster Hearts, which is another one I'm playing where um, a character is, is possibly having a romance. It's very weird. Um, But that's a more kind of central aspect of this. And in this, it felt more like a you can take this part or leave it or kind of keep it as light as you want. I liked the emphasis in this game on the tone and how that created the story, I guess, together.
3: Yeah. Also, like, it's sort of... um the connections that we picked that sort of led to that. Like if we had picked separate things where my character didn't have a crush on it or that might not have happened or she might've been crushing on a different, like an NPC. Mm -hmm. So it just sort of, um, worked out that way, but I didn't ever feel like it was like necessary. Like it was like pushed on anyone. Mm -hmm. It just felt like this like lighthearted add on that you could explore. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. Yep. All right. Um, I guess, uh, Last sort of things we're going to do um did you all have anything in the system or kind of how it was played how it ran for y'all um that you would have changed or kind of like wished had been explored more or touched on less that's a harder one yeah yeah For me, I guess, just from the GM side of things, and this is probably from my comfort level in playing more crunchy math-type games like D&D, um, I would have liked uh, a little bit um, more clear ways to, to get the special PC uh, or the... Uh, the abilities involved, like, I wasn't always quite sure which kind of check I should be asking for. It was a lot of me saying, okay, roll 2d6, do you think you have any abilities that apply to this? Which sort of um, puts the uh, creativity and and the control back to the players, which can be a nice thing, but from the GM side of things, I'm like, okay, I hope uh, you're having fun with this this mechanical character that you created, because I don't know what your vision and where you want this character to go or grow into so i felt a little bit like l- kind of nebulous on um how i could get your characters involved into different things i guess was my my consideration
3: yeah, i feel like that might be solved a little bit with just more players mm-hmm. And that have a more skills, because, you know, we have three skills each, which for us ended up working fine, but, like, mine were a lot about, um, like, lying and emotions type of thing, so, like, yeah, I could do that, and so that ended up being a lot of our camp- campaign, our sessions, so that worked well, but if it had ended up being a lot of, like, more, like, fighty-ish type of thing, then I would have been, like, I don't know, I don't have anything, so um so that could just be and we also chose sort of similar character types so it could have just been
1: yeah i think i joked that you both picked magic users
3: (laughs) (laughs) if i get an option to play a witch i'm gonna play a witch live live it yeah Uh uh-huh go for it you know what you like just like that um what game do we play with jordan was it like
1: for his birthday Oh I don't remember this one. Oh no, you probably. did it at the haunted library. Oh, I was yeah. also a witch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Good times. Craig. Yeah. <laughs> love the witches. Mm-hmm. You gotta type.
2: I guess I guess my my only thought and it's not and, and honestly, I may have missed it in the rule book, but I was just flipping back through just to see if there's anything in there. Um, I guess something that would have given a little bit more structure, and I think you did this really well, so it may just be something that's given up to um, the mall rat, right? Mm-hmm. That's the term yep. for the GM in the yeah. system. Yeah. Um, that's it, it, just left up to the mall rat to determine. Um, but I think... I, I, or at least I can I can picture groups where people are trying to get as much done as possible in every time slot. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the subject of skill roles, it might be helpful to have um, some guidelines to e- either, okay, you can, you can do three skill checks per time slot, mm-hmm. or you can do as many as the mall rat feels is appropriate yeah. within the time slot. Because mm-hmm. that was the only thing that I felt honestly like maybe you were letting us get a, get away with a little bit more than we perhaps should have been able to within oh no the... it was judith we were
3: maybe a little yeah away. i
2: i i kind of felt like in that third was it i uh, know our second time it's the slot, second right? one
1: yeah it happened yeah, really with soon judith. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. When we went to um federal worse than death uh we did a lot within that time slot mm-hmm Yeah, Yeah. Um,
3: Yeah. and we kept trying things when things didn't work. Yeah. So we just kept trying things until it did work. So, yeah, I could see where limits would -hmm. would be helpful.
2: That could could even be something, and I am so far away from being a, (laughs) a game designer that I probably should just keep my mouth shut, but just something that even pops to mind. Maybe people are able to continue until they get hurt feelings mm-hmm. you know until they fail a role
1: yeah and i think that's why um, cause i was a little bit worried about this when i first read the rules um it's like oh only two hurt feelings that seems really easy to do um especially like in a larger group like if you have a little pvp both of you yeah. will end up with hurt feelings at the end of this like someone hurts someone and someone feels bad like yeah. i i think that's definitely a um a thing that like you were saying, with larger groups, like I, I'm imagining this game plays a lot differently with a bigger group. Yeah. I think.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but, but
2: that was that's really me scratching at mm-hmm. the barrel to find something to complain yeah. about because I yeah honestly,
3: exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I had a really good time
3: with it. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I would like to see how it played with a larger group. I think mm-hmm. that could be fun as well. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, yeah. so kind of on that topic of like, um. Continue to play the game. Um, Because we just did one little session. It was just intended to be like a single contained one shot. Um, the game uh, right now, um, I think the the new version I got only has the uh, Raven scenario. I'm not sure if the Goat to Hell one is intending to be added into that or um, what's going on with that, but uh, the first version I got had uh, the Raven scenario and then uh, the Goat to Hell. And then after, the, after that, um, there's not a whole lot of guidance uh, as far as gems on kind of spinning off of that. Um, I imagine, uh, at a certain point, especially because this game is very much designed to be contained within the mall and, like, involve the mall community and the petty insquabbles and things that can happen in, in an ecosystem like that. I'm wondering on your thoughts as far as, um, like, playing a campaign in this. Um, It definitely feels to me like something that is intended to be a little bit more short form and contained and have like a theme overarching. That's what it feels like to me. I was wondering on your thoughts, um, especially like um, playing a character that grows and changes because that's always um, kind of my interest in playing a character. But if you have like other angles that you like to explore character growth and um, kind of telling a story, feel free to expand on that.
3: Yeah. I'd I'd say after maybe like three or four um, like uh, campaign arcs or or modules or whatever, that it would probably, you'd probably have explored as much as you could. Because for us, after just this one, there are a lot of NPCs that we didn't meet, a lot Mm -hmm. of stores we didn't go into. Um, So I feel like if you run a few of them and you like sort of meet everyone and like get into all the stores, it could feel a bit limiting after a while, mm-hmm. but,
2: uh, so yeah, probably. I agree. I think the, the that is a little bit of the trade off with the sort of easy pickup and play is if you have a, a game that's easy to jump into for three hours at a time, I think it can be tough to kind of keep that rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I, I don't think the game itself would get old but i do think probably as you point out every couple sessions you might want to swap out and and try new characters Mm -hmm. and come back into yeah uh,
1: yeah and i I, 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 go go ahead oh no go for it
2: i was just going to say pacing wise um not to make the same comparison again but it really did feel like a very very kooky obviously because the um Visigoths being there and goat magic and stuff, mm-hmm. but it really did have that feeling of a uh, you know a teen a teen comedy from back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and and and, uh, and I like that, and it sort of had a feeling of you're sitting down in a play session as kind of a whole movie, and you mm-hmm. might get a, a couple of movies with the same characters, but it's sort of less that than uh, say a TV series about mm-hmm. these characters.
3: Yeah, it felt very almost Breakfast Clubby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or sort of like it's this fun adventure of teens, and at the end you're like, "Wow, like what a great movie!" Time for yeah. something else. Kinda, like it, it, like it's very self-contained and it's like its mm-hmm. own thing. It wouldn't want to like a sequel. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. necessarily, just because it would be like, well, I mean, that was so great the first time.
2: You you almost want the credits to roll with a little freeze frame recaps of what our characters are doing yes, in the next exactly.
1: next yeah I I did not yeah. do that sometimes I when I do one shots I usually like to try and do that of like where are they in 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 a year like where yeah. have they yeah. ended up so if you all want to think about that we might do that at the end of this um, <laughs> uh, my kind of other thing kind of thinking on that. Is, uh, and I guess this ties into like what I'd like to see more of, maybe in the game, um, would be like tips on creating your own thing. It's not explicit in there. It's kind of designed and laid out to be here's here's a game that you can play, which is kind of awesome. I like I like that for what it is, uh, but kind of uh, being able to have this span out as a longer thing. That's where it kind of. Um, kind of trails off on the end, I guess, for me. Um, yeah, but I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun running this thing. It was. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think like three or four of like the modules would be like good if you liked it so much you want to keep playing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I think that would be like a good sort of amount. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. and and kind of like circling back onto something I said before, and um, I think something that someone else said, um, like. Replayability, like doing this same scenario again, it would be totally different. Um, from the GM side of things, if I rolled differently or chose some different combinations, that would be a totally different plot to put you all, put you all in, um, and different characters again. Yeah, feel. so it's sort
3: of like the board game Clue, mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. it's going to be different yes. every time because you have exactly amount of options that you can have for each weapon mm-hmm. and location and stuff. So yep. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yep, yeah, it was very. Clue meets Breakfast Club, I guess. Yes, I like that. That's a
2: good way to describe it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I guess we will end up uh, with our favorite things. And then if, if, hmm, no, you know what? I changed my mind. We're going to leave our characters where we left them, dancing around in the darkade. I think that, that felt good. I don't think we need to do yeah, anything with exactly. that. That, that. They're all set. They're, they're wandering around with the taste of, of unknown lemon drinks in their mouths, dancing to music. We're good with them. Um, <laughs> but kind of your favorite thing about the system... Uh, I'll go first. My favorite thing was definitely that, that six-act structure. I liked that it gave me um, kind of a guideline for keeping the pace going, for kind of amping it up, for keeping th- the tension. I liked how much structure that gave for, for kind of running a really fun session for y'all.
2: I liked the hurt feelings, which is a weird sentence to say, but- <laughs> Um, I, I like how that works in the system. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's very elegant and it's it's clever and it's appropriate to the setting. Uh, it's a great way to limit uh, the the players from just sort of throwing themselves up against the wall, mm-hmm. so to speak, and trying things repeatedly because they can't they can't do that. They can only fail twice before they need to step outside and and have a which in and of itself is a is a fun mechanic. The fact that you don't heal by saying okay I take a long rest mm-hmm. you heal by talking having, role-playing yeah. a scene yep. which is great
3: mm-hmm. so yeah that was that,
2: really fun I, I just absolutely yeah. love that
3: I just love this setting I just think it's so fun the tone the setting I just think it's like it's so like unique and the tone is so fun that like I feel like you just couldn't help but have fun with it, mm-hmm. and and I think that's like the mark of a good game. Mm-hmm. Where like you just you just have fun no matter what. It's a good, cool setting. So I liked it.
1: Alright, and with that we're going to wrap up our review. Thank you all for listening and watching. We hope you had fun and enjoyed it. I would highly encourage you to pick up a set uh, of the rules when they come out uh, or uh, go talk to Theogony. I know they're still looking for playtesters, I think. Um, But that is going to be all for us for tonight. Thank you all for joining us and have a good night. See you all uh, across the internet or in a mall in 1996 near you. Bye. (laughs)